0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, David and Kayla proudly presents our spectacular festival pageant of nighttime magic and imagination in thousands of wait, there's no lights and electro musical sounds. The Anna Musings podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that didn't work as quite as well as I thought it would. Eh, uh, we tried. Yeah, we had to tie it to Main Street somehow.
1: Yeah, um it's so we're gonna be reviewing Lady and the Tramp this time, and trying to figure out what like spiel would match with the this movie is kind of difficult. But, yeah. Um, the reason we knew we had to do it for the Main Street Electrical Parade, or not Main Street Electrical, for Main Street is because um, the film itself is takes place in a area that's based off of Marsley, Missouri, which mm-hmm. is where Walt Disney grew up. And same with mainstream, so...
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I like that we have...
1: <laughs> That's a connection! That's we, we, a connection! We
0: did get right to the point with this one about what we're going to be talking about. Usually we kind of delay the inevitable for a bit, but I like that we were right straight to the point. So we are, yes, we are doing Lady and the Tramp. This is the 15th feature animated...
1: I... I believe
0: it is the 15th, because... Yeah, yeah, it should be. It should be. <laughs> you can catch me on that if you want. Um, I will say that I know that. Uh, oh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, welcome. Uh, we are now into the mid 50s of the Walt Disney
1: 1955 specific.
0: 1955. When in 1955?
1: Um, it came out exactly in um June 22nd, 1955.
0: Oh man, not long before Disneyland would open for the first time. Sh-
1: well, because yeah. it opened July 17th. Yeah, they were already open. No, it's July. Yeah, not yeah. This is Sorry. just
0: before Disneyland opened, was when the movie premiered.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So it's a uh, June twenty second, nineteen fifty five. We're um. We're uh. Really feeling the fifties here.
0: <laughs> we are very feeling the fifties here. Uh, what's uh, the story? Is there any any cool tidbits about uh, this one? You want to uh yeah, about but, what it's, its process?
1: But before we do, uh, we decided to bring a guest. Uh, she she won't contribute that much, but.
0: She's here. She she she's here in spirit. She's licking my foot right now. Well,
1: uh, we've have we decided to make Gracie a guest on this.
0: <laughs> I figured it's important. This is a dog episode, but uh, uh, like like you just said, I don't know how much she will actually contribute to the conversation. But she did watch the whole movie with us. She
1: did. And um, uh, Gracie, by the way, if you guys have not guessed, is our. Um, our mm. poodle maltese terrier mix mutt and she is uh she likes to watch tv with us she a lot. does
0: she, she likes to hang out with both of us
1: she she actually does enjoy like i well i mean i've seen her i mean like even with this film she sat down she actually watched it with us like mm-hmm. looked at this tv screen mm-hmm. i don't know how much she retained but the fact she didn't bark when the dogs barked was kind of amazing
0: i think part of it is because most of it was not I, I imagine a lot of it wasn't wasn't actually real dog barking, you know.
1: Gracie. But it's hard to tell. <gasps> Gracie, baby.
0: Oh, no, she's is... she's having a grand old time. She's just gonna lick my leg. Yeah. And keep licking my leg. She's she's happy. Okay. So, um. But yeah, she um. Gracie's been with us for a couple of other shows, but I figured, eh, she'll be she'll be here present with us as we go.
1: Yeah, she'll we'll make her an official guest for this. Oh,
0: <laughs> you're getting credit for this one, Gracie. Yeah,
1: you're gonna be credited.
0: Gracie couldn't care less.
1: Nope. She's like. I am happy to have ju- just be licking daddy's leg right now.
0: <laughs> I've gotten so used to it, it used to tickle real bad, and now, now it's not a big deal. So, uh, how do you, uh, so yeah, I, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the history of, of this particular film, and then I want to know, like, just general, like, what your personal history is with, uh, um, Lady and the Tramp, and if with, anything.
1: Same with you too. Uh, yeah. I, so in 1937, uh, um, Uh, Joe Grant, who was a uh, story man for Disney, um, he came up with the idea of a uh, Springer Spaniel and how she gets shoved aside by a baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walt Disney really liked the idea uh, and actually started coming up with it and called it Lady. Like, this was basically just going to be about Lady the Dog. Okay. And this went throughout the 30s and 40s. Um, He wasn't pleased with the work because lady was too sweet of a dog and there wasn't enough action and Mm. it makes sense lady is definitely the lead in this but without tramp it would be a bit too
0: tramp is sort of our friendly nemesis in this film
1: yeah there there's a contrast so um in 1945 um walt disney Read or well, the the work was published in 1945 in Cosmopolitan. Uh, Walt Disney read a short story called "Happy Dan, the Cynical Dog," written by Ward Green. Um, and he liked this idea. If a lady fell in love with like a cynical dog character, like Green's well, like basically this is where the Tramp comes in. Okay. Um. Now, uh. So here's the funny part. This is actually an original story.
0: I, oh, that's, yeah, I thought so. Yes. Yeah, so, I thought
1: so. And uh, even, well, Walt admitted this was a fun picture to make because um, it was an original story and it was easily adjustable. They could change the characters if they wanted. They're mm-hmm. like, no, we don't have to follow a structure. They're like, cause there was no preexisting storylines before this. Right. All now- the others were based off.
0: Is this the first, uh, feature length animated film they've done that was actually a, a more, a wholly original story, not I, adapted from another
1: I believe so, cause Dumbo, property. cause remember Dumbo was based off.
0: That's right. That's right. Dumbo was based off a story.
1: Yeah, so yeah, this is the first actual original story.
0: <laughs> it only took 50. Well, I mean, granted, um, a lot of the stories that came up in the package films in the, uh, were, um, original stories. Uh, written by the animators and/or the people at the Disney Studio who wanted, who didn't have enough time to maybe get a whole budget together to make it to these little short stories. Um My mind, for some reason, is stuck on uh uh Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, for example. Well, those,
1: were, yeah, there is of course original stories that they had done. Yeah. Like in those, like.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that. But
1: this is the first full length animated.
0: Yeah. Before. It only took them 15 films, <laughs> 14 films to get to this one. <coughs> Uh, (laughs) so, um, so how did, or do we want to wait till the end to talk about how this movie did, uh, Um, box office-wise, or how it was received?
1: I mean, I could actually, uh, say right off the bat, so the, the budget was four million dollars, which... okay. The budget is, like, but I mean, that, that seems to be the typical thing.
0: Yeah, that's not, like, unheard of.
1: Well, what I mean is, have you noticed that, like, like the uh Peter Pan's budget was 4 million so was Cinderella I yeah think. it's
0: sort of the average for uh at the time for a film like this
1: so um in terms of how well it did actually really well this <laughs> took in a higher figure than any other Disney animated feature since Snow White and the Sim Dwarfs really this one it earned an estimated 6.5 million in domestic box office rentals and actually has had a lifetime gross of 93.6 million and a lifetime international gross of 187 million.
0: Dang.
1: Yeah, so The story
0: of the little spaniel being phased out by a baby. Mhm. <laughs> the little spaniel that could.
1: <laughs> Although, um funny enough, uh the film critics hated it. Really? Uh they were like this isn't the best. They um they said the work was below par. Uh, they said it was a bit too uh, gooey and sentimental. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they, uh, uh, it, it just, however, now it's considered a classic, right? So um, let's go dive into it and see what we think.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Well, first of all, what's your what is your history with this movie? Like, did you was this one of the ones you owned? Like, yeah,
1: oh yeah, oh I absolutely did own this film. Um, actually. So, um, I knew it well enough, but the reason, uh, I don't, it was one of those films, like, I knew the storyline. Uh-huh. Because, um, I'm trying to word this correctly, because, um, it's like, I do have a history, but it's not, like, but it specifically was a certain part in that film.
0: Uh Uh-huh. But,
1: um, I knew it, um, I knew it well, because, uh, when I was 14, I did the rewatch of, because uh, I rem- remember I told you when I moved and all my movie works were in storage. And then when I finally moved into a home that I could keep all my movies, I did a movie Re- binge. Yeah. This was one of the movie binge watchers. Uh, but um, after that, I didn't necessarily rewatch the film as much as I rewatched the classic scene. So, yeah, the, the uh, spaghetti scene. And the reason why is every time there would be times I would just... Crave spaghetti and meat sauce. Um. By the way, guys, uh, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it, we did it for this one. So whenever yeah. I had a craving for spaghetti and meat sauce growing up, I felt I needed to watch this scene. So I would actually play this scene while I ate spaghetti and meatballs or meat sauce, whatever. So to, <laughs> to keep with this tradition, I told David, I'm like, we're going to be watching this movie today, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm making spaghetti and meat sauce. and I did so we a but I said but but we have to watch it when that scene comes
0: so so yeah so right before they got to we got to that scene uh Kayla paused the movie went into the kitchen made spaghetti and meat sauce and I twiddled my thumbs yeah um the thing the thing is like we we have an agreement uh Kayla did that so I when we're done with this podcast recording I gotta go do the dishes (laughs) but uh we wanted to get to this right away um,
1: um, now the reason I do meat—it was good, by the way. Thank you. Very good. I've worked hard on this. I actually—you've got it
0: down to a science. Like it's really—it was really good. I—I
1: I mean, I spaghetti and meat sauce is like my favorite, one of my favorite meals. Um, <laughs> so I have found ways to make it taste really good for me, and I have figured out how to make enough for two, and then have enough for a third, so I can have for tomorrow's meal, and then make the sauce taste. Delicious and like Mwah, primo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I only, I usually do meat sauce instead of meatballs because um, I it, partly lazy thing because like with, <laughs> well here's the thing with with meatballs I I usually just cut them up anyway when I'm eating it yeah and it's like I'd rather. It's like, well, what's the point if I, I might as well just have them all chopped up anyway as it's for the meat for meat sauce, so makes it easier. And plus it's easier to cook, or not well, easier to cook, but it's quicker to
0: cook. So it is quicker to cook and it's easier to, like, work your mouth around. Like, you don't have to cut up a meatball or, because you know, yeah. normally meatballs are pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, it, but like like I said, you heard it, maybe I'm biased, because obviously I, I live with this person, and if I insult <laughs> her cooking, it's gonna go very badly. No, no,
1: you can insult it, or if Okay, a... it
0: was fucking terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, and it was legitimately good.
1: You're gonna have to. I know.
0: <laughs> okay, um, I didn't own this one growing up, so I only watched it all the way through- a handful of times. This is, again, one that was not a frequent rental for me or anything either. Not like some of the other ones. But, so the thing is, rewatching like, a lot of these films, rewatching it felt like in some ways watching it for the first time. Um, but other times, it was, it really was, um, like, I remember some of this stuff so vividly. I remember how the whole movie went. Yeah. But, and I remember bits, but there's, like, specific details that were like, oh, that's new. And I'm looking at it, again, as an adult, it's like, this is actually pretty... Like the story structure is pretty sound, and what floored me this time was how every, I know, I know I say this every freaking episode, but the, the animation is, and the, the oh. backgrounds in particular, the backgrounds in this one are just, they're every frame.
1: Now, I... every
0: frame, every background could be a painting. Like
1: I, I I no, you're like, I want that as a painting. I want this as a painting.
0: There's one very specific part. I think it's when um Lady and Jacques are going next door to see Trusty and you see the two houses sitting next uh, door to each other. Yeah. These two like the vic- you know, these two Victorian houses, and I'm just like, ah, oh, gimme grabby hands, it looks so good. And we were watching a really high quality uh stream of the
1: of the film. Of it.
0: And you could see like the you could see like the grain granular like of the grain of the paper. Like, behind, or the the board behind it. So everything just looks good. And the the fact that everything is so fluid, and you don't see, like, a little judders or streaks anywhere in the the animation of the characters, um, says a lot about how far in the 15 films Disney has come as a medium. They started strong, and they just keep getting better as these go along.
1: I'm not gonna let, one of the cool things, too, is I think the reason why Walt. probably they did put more effort into the background because it is based off Walt's hometown. Right. It is based off Marceline, Missouri. But uh, we we don't know what, (laughs) we really don't know what town this is. It's not said what it is. Yeah. Uh, We do, I actually do have the year it is that it takes place. It's 1909.
0: 1909. Okay, that makes sense because there are a fair, a decent amount of automobiles. You see the early automobiles
1: Oh yeah. Uh, this, this is definitely a thing. Like automobiles
0: nineteen oh nine is a good year. Uh, yeah, we we pegged it turn of the century. Um
1: so um we've got uh in terms of like people that have been on this, not as many as I mean, we had eight of the nine old men. Right. Um actually this is Wolf Wolfgang Retherman's uh last Disney film actually as an animator because instead he would go on to directing. Oh. Yeah. So he became, instead of animating, he became a director after this, so.
0: There, uh, there's a special, another special credit given to Ub Iworks in this one. Yeah. It's nice to see that by this point, sort of the uh, rift between he and Walt has been mended, and they're working on stuff again, so. Uh,
1: Claude Coates, I saw.
0: No sign of uh, of uh, Mary Blair in the no credits Mar- for this one. Mary
1: Blair, that surprises me. Yeah.
0: Um... Well, I mean, in a weird you know, here's the thing. Uh, when films that Mary is well, involved in with the background work tend to have a more whimsical flair to them. Did you notice how the backgrounds of this movie are, the reason they're so good is they're like, they're very, they're, they're bright and colorful, but there's a lot of more, uh, Realism? Realism to the backgrounds. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I love about it. Don't get me wrong. I like, you can compare it with Peter Pan. Look at how Peter Pan looks. Backgrounds are absolutely beautiful in Peter Pan. They're gorgeous. Yeah. And and you definitely get a sense of Mary's flair for the colorful and fantastic there.
1: This feels more realistic. This though.
0: feels more like Claude Coates. I mean, there are other people involved in the backgrounds. Don't get me wrong, but seeing Claude's name on it definitely gives me that sense. He, you know, Claude was, is a, is a background man. And That's true. So
1: that makes more sense. Um, and also, here's another thing too. This is well, this film. I mean, was being made and it come this coming out Walt Disney well or Walt disneyland or disneyland was being made at this time Walt
0: Disney's land if Walt you Walt
1: Disney's <laughs> So and Mary Blair was helping out with that I mean she mm-hmm. would, it was because of her of um her work for uh uh It's a Small World
0: Yeah oh I mean that wouldn't come until the 60s like until no, the no, World's no, no. fair but, but like, you would definitely you definitely see that
1: Yeah that but I mean that I mean that's her I think that's her more famous ride but I but it's just to say that she was helping out with Disneyland at this time too. So. No
0: doubt, and we uh, we could go on a whole tangent about Disneyland and the people from the studios that Walt pulled to help work on Disneyland. People like Herb Bryman, Bryman, and and uh, Ken Anderson, and
1: oh, well, Ken Anderson worked on this too. He did,
0: yeah. I know. I mean, it's just interesting, like because uh, again, all these people who were working on this, you know, three dimensional amusement park, that you know, this thing in real life were originally people from the studio, people who were. Who were artists and designers in their own right were suddenly having to apply their knowledge to the third dimension for physical spaces.
1: Yeah. So now, um, another interesting about this film, uh, this film stars uh, Peggy Lee. Now,
0: well, she gets top billing.
1: Well, the reason why here's here's the thing: she actually was a star in her own right. I mean, she was oh, a course. famous singer. But this is the first anime feature to have a superstar.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, really?
1: Really? Yeah, like because you realize everyone else was a voice actor mm-hmm. brought in. This is the first time it's an actual star. Ironically um,
0: enough, well, we'll get we'll get to Peggy Lee's moments, but well, she plays several characters. in She this.
1: plays four. Uh, she plays four characters. She plays. Uh, uh. Okay, so um, we'll. we'll I, I mean, we'll bring her up in. As, as
0: the as the characters come in. We'll tell you who who was played by Peggy Lee. Yes. Um. But yeah, no, there's some familiar faces, um, familiar actors in here. Uh, who played Lady? Cause like, I'm.
1: Uh, Lady is played by Barbara Lub- Luddy.
0: Barbara Luddy, okay. Yeah,
1: which is funny cause Lady's supposed to be like this young, like definitely a young woman and Barbara Luddy is like 50 at this point. I
0: mean, it still worked. It still worked. I just, it's just funny, funny to me. It's
1: voice acting. She's
0: so soft spoken. hmm. Lady's adorable. All right. We gotta talk about this movie. We've been here for. <laughs> almost 20 minutes and we haven't really talked about anything in the, the plot at all we'll try and breeze through it a little bit so the the film opens in christmas we have yes. christmas in i guess presume 1908
1: uh so um what's this scene um this is actually based on a true story uh so uh there's jim it's jim deer and darling are the name of the humans
0: well, at least that's what um, lady. lady takes to calling them.
1: Yes, so um, we
0: only get and and we only get Lady's perspective. Well, the dog's perspective.
1: So, uh, and that's it. Here's the thing. Uh, that's the great part about this film. It's all from the dog's persa- perspectives. Uh, she call she calls him Jim Deer and Darling because that's what they call each other. Um,
0: oh, it, speaking the dog's perspective is important. They really highlight that from the get go because there's a beautiful quote at the very beginning of the movie that talks about how oh, this yeah. film is dedicated to all the ladies and tramps out there.
1: Yeah, you know that's why you're a part of this, honey. She's laying there.
0: She she's given up. She's not a very good guest.
1: Gracie, there she is. Come here, honey. Yeah. Hi, boo. Aww. She's a good girl. As she
0: runs around, I'm gonna forever hear uh do 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 do. Hi.
1: Hi, babe. Aww. So, You're so adorable. Yeah!
0: Uh, for those of you who cannot see this, which is everybody, Gracie has just jumped up and put her paws on, on Kayla and is wagging her tail very happily. You're a good girl. Now yeah. she's lying on the floor and saying, rub my belly, as dogs are wont to do. So, um, but yeah, there was that dedication. Um, and then, um...
1: So, uh, uh, Jim Deer uh, like, uh, it's Christmas and he gives, uh, Darling a, a a hat box, and she's like, oh, is that the hat that I've been wanting? The one with the ribbon? Well, it has a ribbon, and then... It's on a severed head! Ah! That's the hat
0: box ghost! Wait.
1: It's a lady, the cocker spaniel. Um Now, the funny part is, a lady um does... Okay, lady as a cocker spaniel holds a special place in my heart, because I, I grew up with a cocker spaniel. Like, that was... Uh, from, that was my childhood dog, was... Um, a Cocker Spaniel. Her name was Ashley, but, like, she looks so much like lady.
0: <laughs>
1: so, like, like we had that same sort of, same similar ears, had the, like, finger tail, looking tail, and it's so... I like I that you call it
0: a finger tail. It's adorable. Oh, because it
1: looks like a little finger. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she's, I mean, uh, yeah, Lady is, uh, given as a, a gift to, um, Darling, but this is actually based off a true story because um, Walt uh, forgot a dinner date with his wife Lillian. So to surprise her, he goes and buys a Chow, um, which is she's uh, now uh, Lillian had been quoted saying she's like I'm not too fond of dogs, but if I but I if I were ever to get one, I want a Chow. And she and actually mentioned they had been talking about getting a dog for a while, so. He came with a hat box, and she's like looking him like, "Are you serious?" And then the dog started moving, and she jumps,
0: and it's a chow
1: that pops out. It
0: was a chow puppy,
1: and it was a chow puppy, Aww. and that was she, uh, that was their dog Sunny, and <laughs> yeah, Lily loved that dog like ch- like Sunny was her was her baby, so
0: yeah, oh man, oh, um, uh, you know, and you know what's funny that I I had a chow in uh, growing up, yeah, for a dog, Amber. <laughs>
1: so Aww. she was
0: a sweet we're gonna so much talk about dogs
1: it's a dog movie if you didn't
0: notice kayla and i really love dogs and so of course we love this movie and one of the things i liked right off the bat is we see lady they're settling her into the house for her first night she is absolute baby puppy form she's animated just like an axe just like how you think a puppy spending its first night in a house would be all like energy and wanting to hang out with Jim Deer and Darlin' be like, no, she has to sleep in the in the pantry or whatever.
1: Yeah, and then she's like trying to bark. She's like, no, I don't want to be in here. I want to go sleep in your bed. So there's pawing
0: a... at the door, howling uh, in the night. She
1: ends up sleeping on their bed. And she's like, only for tonight. Six months later, <laughs> <laughs> <she's> still asleep.
0: <laughs> they put there's an odd error I noticed where they where Jim Deer puts a newspaper down in front of her little bed uh, yeah. because you know she she might piddle and. Uh, and, uh, there's a couple shots where she jumps out of the bed to go over there. The newspaper's gone. It's just disappeared.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, that was with Grace. I mean, it's weird because we're watching, like, God, this is so much like a dog. Like, uh, Gracie, when we first got her, we weren't, uh, we, we were not sure what she would do. Like, um, when she, when she, uh, when we first got her, like, we were like, is she going to be more accustomed to sleeping on the floor? Or would she, or, or where would she want to be? And she was like, nope! jumps up right on the bed, right next to us in cuddles, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, baby. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, um, uh, our dog is, uh, uh...
0: Hypoallergenic.
1: Yeah, so she doesn't shed at all, so we have no, we, we, that, yes, our dog sleeps on the bed with us, we have no issue with
0: that. Yeah. Um, and neither do the darlings after a while, so, or Jim Deer and the darling.
1: Um, but, I mean, uh... The
0: darling. <laughs>
1: the darlings, or the darling. No, cause they're, sorry... Not the darling. I keep thinking
0: of the darling family from the last movie. I do
1: too. That's the tough uh, part. Yeah. So um basically Lady uh has created a schedule. She realizes oh Jim Deere wakes up at six to go to work and so I'm going to help wake him up and he's about to wake up. He's like oh gosh can you tell some lady that Sundays exist?
0: <laughs> lady goes out and does a routine. She goes and buries a bone and digs up a flower bed and gets the newspaper, pulls it through the door. It's, it's thrown to her by the paper boy and he catches, she catches it, so she's definitely nimble. So it's really quickly established how comfortable she is six months later in the lives of, uh, of, of of Jim Deere and Darling. Mm-hmm. and uh i love the bit where he's reading the paper and she she tries to pull it through the doggy door and part of it rips and so he's reading the paper with a big hole through a uh, headline he about something about the a big disaster
1: through the, through the hole yeah he
0: reaches through paper. the hole of the paper and grabs and Says, you know one we don't ever you know one thing i could say about lady is we never ha- read any terrible those terrible headlines with her mm-hmm. around you know yeah something along those lines the one
1: thing that did bug me it looks like she's drinking coffee. He's drinking coffee and then pours it into a bowl and then uh, for her to drink. And then.
0: Don't give your dog coffee. No!
1: And then Darling gives her like this donut. And I'm like, no! Don't do that to your this, dog! This dog is
0: so spoiled.
1: Well, okay, I think that's the idea that she's spoiled. But never, never give your dog coffee. Never give your dog a donut. Don't do it, please. <laughs> Although. I have to admit, as as someone who does, like, coffee and donuts, because the, the donut was one of those, like, thick donuts that don't have anything on it, Uh uh-huh. dipping that in coffee is really good. It is actually really good. It's probably what it is. As a human, I would recommend it if you like that stuff. As a dog, no. No. Don't give it to <laughs> your dog.
0: So six months in, they give a lady her collar. Yes. She's got her license, and she's very proud of it, so she goes off to show it to her, her next door neighbors, uh, Jacques and Trusty. Jacques is a, uh, a Scottish terrier, and uh, he is... Now, the interesting thing, too, is in this movie, um, they give like accents to the dogs that are from the countries I, they're kind of from.
1: I That's what I realized, too. It was like, it's interesting. It's like, why would he have a Scottish accent? And then you realize, oh, it depends on their breed. Their yeah. breed determines. He's a, he's, a,
0: he's a Scotty, so of course he's got the Scottish accent and uh
1: we were trying to wonder it's like well what would gracie have as a mutt and i realized american <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> americans are mutts <laughs> yep, basically
0: um but yeah so so jacques is a little little you know he's a little he's a little toughy he's he's got a uh he's like the wisdom one of the group he's the one who's always trying to give like advice about things mm-hmm. can't quite take him completely seriously and then they go to they go across the uh, next door in that beautiful background shot where i wanted as a painting to uh, see trusty who is a bloodhound
1: yeah trusty is a bloodhound yes trusty is a bloodhound <laughs>
0: was that a cat
1: no idea
0: damn thing haunts me <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> trusty is a bloodhound
0: trusty is a bloodhound and that legit scared me uh so uh yeah he's a bloodhound he's got the big old thick jowls of like yeah. a <sighs> bloodhound sleeping on the porch they they meant the uh jacques mentions to lady that he doesn't have a sense of he lost his sense of smell
1: yeah and it's a
0: weird plot point that's like check off sense of smell yeah <laughs> it comes into play later it's such
1: a weird yeah, <laughs> it is such a weird like option or choice like to okay but yeah sure uh we'll give this character a redemption or not redemption i mean I my
0: know. dog has no nose
1: our dog has a nose no
0: i mean if she didn't have a nose how would she smell Awful. Anyway. Uh, You're ho-
1: bad. Uh, bad. Bad. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so trusty. Trusty is very much the... Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Bashful, just in the way he talks. It's like the, oh, oh, well. He tells everything real slow and real, like...
1: I, I think he has a bit of a southern accent. Um,
0: maybe Appalachian a little bit. I oh, yeah, uh, hard to tell.
1: Yeah, the, the way they talk... Uh, from what I gather, it's like uh, the joke is he used to go hunting with his grandpa who he calls old reliable. And that's, that's a running joke. He's like, I don't think I ever told you about old reliable. I, yeah did. did. Oh.
0: And he always, he's always starting to say his old reliable he used to say okay. Did I ever tell? He, he,
1: I I reckon I never tell you about old reliable.
0: So we have Willie Nelson as a dog. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this all happens and it's great. And, uh, I, I, I don't think much happened after that until, like, J- Jim Deere and Darling are talking with Lady there with her collars about, like, isn't this great? This whole family unit thing. Oh, there's this adorable scene where Jim Deere comes home from work and meets Lady on the road, on the street. That is adorable. They raise each other back to the place, and then she, he puts a treat on her nose, and she balances it and eats it after he gives a command. Saying that she's a very smart dog.
1: She is a smart dog. Cocker spaniels are actually very smart dogs. They're- And loyal. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Cocker spaniels, uh, first of all, this is from growing up with one. They're docile, they're smart, but they're also very- When they have a human, they are loyal to that human. They're like, love me, pet me. Very, very much like Gracie. Like, humans! I love you! Pet me! Love me! Mm -hmm. You are my humans.
0: Gracie is at the moment sniffing around the carpet for no good reason. Um now and I'm not gonna ask her her opinion on things anymore. Gracie Gracie Don't worry about her, she's over there.
1: What are you looking for?
0: <laughs> this is definitely a Benview podcast now because you could because we pause Hi. intermittently to talk about a dog in the room. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> um she's,
1: oh, she's she's now putting her paws up on my chair.
0: So, jump to a little, some indeterminate amount of time later, uh, uh, Jacques and, Jacques and Trusty have come over to go talk to, uh, talk to Lady, but Lady's all dejected. I'm like, what's wrong, Lady? And we get some flashbacks. As Lady explains that they're acting, they've been acting very strangely, her, her owners, her people.
1: Like, uh, they've been kind of ignoring her, they won't take her on walks and stuff like that, and... Some... Uh, they called her That Dog.
0: I love the bit where she's, like, trying to get their attention. She's bolting around the back door. It's like, you know, and, and Jim Deere's talking about being worried about leaving you alone with That Dog. And the moment he says That Dog, the music stops. She freezes with this look of absolute shock on her face, and the camera zooms in on her.
1: And then, <laughs> That Dog.
0: That Dog. <laughs> and then, of course, uh uh Darling will not take Lady for a walk, because she's too busy, did a little baby socks. Yep, mm-hmm. she's pregnant. Yep. The and Lady then, doesn't know that.
1: And then actually, uh, Jacques and Trusty let her know that uh, you're, uh, there's gonna be a baby. Uh, she... Oh, oh, right before that, we forgot to mention, we get introduced to Tramp.
0: Oh, that's right, there was a cutaway with Tramp.
1: Yes, because he's like, under uh Wait, is that he's the- in a
0: railroad yard he's like sleeping under a, a water tower there's a barrel yeah. he's sleeping in a barrel under a, under the water tower
1: yeah because yeah. he, he like drinks from uh, like a puddle and then uh, uh, like washes himself off from the water leaking from the water tower
0: So much of tramp uh, is replicated later in Dodger.
1: Oh, when you think about yeah. it,
0: Oliver and Company is basically like a modern-day Lady of the Tramp to a degree. There's a
1: oh, here's what I, I I think we'll probably discuss later on um, once we get to Oliver and Company. There's a lot of similarities oh, between yeah. characters that show up between, because <sighs> uh, like I I mean especially when we we get to the pound scene in this mm. movie, they're like you're like isn't that the same dog and. That's the same dog that eventually appeared in <laughs> Oliver and Company. But uh, certainly feels that basically, way. Basically, we'll, what you'll come to realize, and because I know Oliver and the comp- Oliver and Company pretty well, mm-hmm. um, I'll give it again. Same, same, same. I have a history with that film, and I'll get into it later. But that much
0: later, it's going to be a while before we get to Oliver and Company.
1: But basically, Dodger is a mixture between Tramp and Billy Joel, who is his voice actor. So
0: right. But yeah, so we get Tramp, and we get definitely get a sense of kind of start to get a sense of who he is. He just he's a stray. He's living out on his own. He gets food where he can. He drinks from the he drinks and bathes himself. But he's having a good time. He's having like the easy life. He's enjoying his his uh, sort of vagabondness.
1: Exactly. So he get like uh we actually get introduced to Tony's um which oh 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 um
0: what about Tony's?
1: Yeah, I. This is, like, cause, like, um, it he kinda, like, goes to different places, like, hmm, where can I get breakfast? Like, as though he's going out for, like, going out for lunch, or going out for breakfast. Yeah. Um.
0: He knows to go be cute places, and when he goes and be cute places, people will give him food. Yeah. Basically. He doesn't steal food, he just goes places and acts like a cute dog.
1: Yeah. Now, um, there are two moments, and, I mean, I, that do come up, uh, that are a bit, not pc in terms of character representation.
0: They're forgivable in the shadow of the, 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 yeah. the what was it? The previous, the, the, the way that, the way the Indians were presented in Peter Pan. Yeah. So it,
1: it's still, I can
0: give it as a pass.
1: Uh, it's still, uh, which is, here's the interesting part. They actually did hire an Italian actor to voice Tony. Uh huh. And well, both actors. Tony and Joe. Yeah. I think they're, they're, uh, I think they're the same voice actor, but, um, okay, yeah, they actually did get an Italian actor for, uh, for him. Um, and it's just, uh, so it, it, it's hard cause it's like, yeah, they are an Italian stereotype. It's like spaghetti and especially and does the hand movement and stuff like that. And, but
0: it's, it, again, it's it, caricature.
1: It is caricature.
0: It's caricature. There's and, caricature I mean, when it's when it's done okay. It's like okay, they're they're sort of stereotypical yeah, Italians.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, it's uh, that would not be okay. I think. I yeah. I, I, I think we should yeah. recognize that it's not okay. Now. Yeah. We should recognize it's not okay now. But
0: again, they're not portrayed as like buffoons or.
1: No, they're actually portrayed as nice people that are good good-hearted and stuff like that, but it does, it's just more, it pushes a stereotype.
0: Well, uh, well especially when Joe and, and uh, Tony have arguments. Yeah. You know, I like, ah, shut up by uh, your face, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. So, uh, but no, they give they give Tramp uh, a bone. Yeah. And he's just like, good, breakfast. Then we get the dog catcher, right? Does that uh, happen before? Oh, yeah,
1: because yeah. remember he sees, we see a dog catcher and he sees his friends, and then we get to see, um, oh, Wow, we M- messed Mr. Smee the bulldog. That's not him.
0: It's not. I thought it was. I swear it was. No, I looked it up. It's I swore not. up and down. It is not him. Dang, but he sounds so similar.
1: Uh, it is. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's one of the Melmen.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But yeah, it's not him.
0: Which explains. Well, that makes sense because he would have to sing later in the the thing. But yeah, so we we messed up. So we forgot. So, darling, is Peggy Lee.
1: Darling, yeah, I just realized, Darling is voiced by Peggy Lee, and then there's a dog who, I think they intentionally, they call her Peg, <laughs> and, Yeah, and it's basically Peggy Lee in dog Peggy form.
0: Peggy Lee in dog form. She's a, she is a, a proper shaggy dog. Yeah. I like that. With,
1: like, the hair over the eye and all that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tramp busts him out of the, the pound, uh, the pound cart, and before the dog catcher can get him, he's, he's gone.
1: And By the um, way, I know
0: one of the things I like. Oh, they mentioned there's a sign that's put up that's talking about how, as of the city ordinance says, that any dog that's found without a out without a license is will immediately be taken to the pound. And um, the dog catcher, ironically, goes around going, "Where oh where has my little dog gone? Where oh where can he be?" That's a yeah,
1: that's kind of that actually kind of adds a bit of a creepiness factor. It's too. a neat
0: little detail. I like it. Yeah. Uh, um.
1: But then, yeah, Tramp uh, eventually listens in on the conversation about a uh, lady about to uh, be a part of a family with a new baby, and he says, like, having a new baby causes.
0: Oh yeah, he got chased. He got chased by the dog catcher into the, the more upscale part of town, and he's just like, man, every yard's fenced, and man, all the trees have fences around them too. Of like. Yeah, that's, that's great. They really nonchalantly put in little, like, you know, dogs pee on things jokes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he comes in and talks about how babies are home wreckers. Yeah. They're trying to explain what a baby is to, to, to Lady, but Lady doesn't get it, because she's still only, like, six months old.
1: Exactly. So, she does not know. Uh, she doesn't get it, and actually, there's a great thing, or great, uh, I get, get into that later. But, yeah, that gets her introduction of Tramp meeting Lady for the first time, and then uh, lady meeting Tramp and...
0: Jock and Trusty meeting Tramp and immediately not liking him.
1: And Lady just being like, huh. But uh, as time progresses throughout Darling's pregnancy, Lady's like, this is weird. And honestly, yeah, pregnancy is weird.
0: Pregnancy is weird. There's that one scene where it's winter and uh, Jim Deere's like, are you sure? He's trying to open the door at a snowstorm at like 2 a.m. And he goes to open the door are and he's like... Are you
1: sure you want watermelon? Like, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and, and chop, chop suey. suey. And he's just like, chop suey. Oh. Right? I'm like, oh, that's hilarious.
1: Pregnancy cravings. Um, it's
0: a great little montage of lady just being confused by all the new things happening.
1: Um, But it isn't until, like... Uh, There's a
0: baby shower at one point where you get the different... All of it from a dog's perspective. By the way, with Jim, Deere, and Darling, you rarely see their faces. You do see their faces sometimes, but it's very rare that you see them
1: yeah, completely. Yeah, they, they really do try to keep it from a lady's perspective. And that yeah. is great. That is really great. It is... I, I like it a lot me too because exactly, it keeps the story to them. keeps it, the
0: story on the dogs
1: yeah because and that's the thing it's it is lady story. this mm-hmm. is lady story. Oh
0: yeah so um so yeah, so all this happens and finally the baby is born on a on April? a uh, yeah, it's the baby's born in April. They never say which day in April, but uh you know there uh, J- Jim Deere is freaking out it's a boy, it's a boy. And uh, the doctor's like, yes, I... He goes to the doctor and goes, it's a boy! And the doctor goes, I know, and he just leaves. <laughs> and so,
1: like, the doctor's like, I yeah, I delivered your child, of course I know it's a boy. Right. Uh, but he's just excited and all that, but there's a point where...
0: Oh, and he's talking to Aunt Sarah on the phone, which oh, yeah, tra- foreshadows her arrival. Exactly. Right. And then
1: we get to hear a bit of Verna Felton who. The return of Verna Felton. That's
0: right. You had a, you revealed a weird trivia fact to me about, yeah, the, about Verna Felton is, in this one. This
1: is actually really cool. Um, so Verna, okay, if you guys don't remember or don't know or are just listening, Verna Felton is a Disney voice actress goddess. Um, yes. She was, uh, before this, she did the voice of, um, uh, the, her, like. Oh, sort can, of
0: matriarch elephant.
1: Well Matriarch Elephant, but she also did um, her her one is uh the fairy godmother in um, Cinderella. Oh that's right. And um, god there's a bunch actually. Her name pops up a lot. She she's we v we're gonna see her again in Sleeping Beauty.
0: Right, she's she is a veteran. Like she is, she's she's amazing. She's a
1: Disney veteran for sure. But yeah. Here's the funny part. Uh Vern, Verna Felton, she voices Aunt Sarah, who will come later on. She's the mother of actor Lee Miller who voices Jim Deere.
0: <laughs>
1: and then, and it gets better, gets better. His father, uh, so this is Verna Felton's husband, by the way, whose also name is Lee Miller, did the voice of Pluto in the shorts like The Pointer and Bone Trouble before wow. his death in
0: 1941. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow.
1: How crazy is that?
0: <laughs> voice actors of a feather bark together.
1: <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da-da. Whee!
0: Uh so is this where we I, I I realize we're glossing over certain things. There's a lot there's so much to take in with this film and just and here's the thing. I like this film because the pacing it's a little slower, but it never feels bogged down like it's it's a much smaller story than peter pan for example
1: yeah but you can take it all in and that's what i
0: like there's a lot of quiet moments there's a lot of moments where it's just the story is told visually
1: but like the whole pre like but it's done in a way like with the pregnancy scene it is very chaotic yes and that's how it should feel but then there's that quiet moment at the end when the baby's kind of like crying or you can hear it and then um ladies like what is a baby and she's slowly walking up the stairs I love
0: this scene I love this scene where she's in her head she's doing this little song about what is a baby and she's just very almost cautiously making her way up the stairs and that's the whole scene is her just making her way up the stairs thinking these thoughts and then and it's and the lighting is very like she's in shadow for a lot of it and she's like there's a sort of this like gentle apprehension as like as she's making way up like at the top of these stairs i'm gonna find out what this baby is
1: and then it's uh, not
0: spooky it's just like this sense of like what un- is it, what uncertainty. Is it? What is... uncertainty and it feels great
1: and she walks in there's darling rocking the baby and then
0: doing the worst lullaby ever
1: yeah la la
0: loo la la baba loo <laughs>
1: It's a baby, the baby doesn't carry it just likes hearing yeah. a nice sound. Uh, By the way,
0: we never see the baby's face until, like, near the end, but at one point she pulls the, like, lady gets well, up to the... Well,
1: here's the adorable part, first off. It is a very, there's not, other than, like, her, uh, it's actually a beautiful musical moment if you think about it. It is. Um, like, uh, lady's trying to get on her hind legs, trying to see what's, what, what this is. And then Jim Deere comes in and actually helps Lady to look. And then Darling shows the baby. And then Lady's able to realize, oh, okay. Yeah. And there is a piece, like, as though she realizes, now that the pregnancy calm is down, all is well. And and, then, and
0: she's a be like, this is a very special thing to Jim Deere and Darling.
1: And they are willing to share this with her
0: and i love that it's like it really makes the make and the fact that up until this point she's felt very kind of neglected the fact that they're taking the time to be like no lady come here you're included in this it's a really yeah. be, is a really touching little moment like you know and when you're a parent and you have a dog you want to introduce the dog and the child they're actually really good dog owners when you oh, think about yeah.
1: it yeah it, it's just like again During pregnancy, like, the whole pregnancy part where it's, like, she's pregnant and then she's going through nine months of it. It is chaotic. It is uncertain. They're trying to, like, get things handled and they're, it's, like, they're trying to also be careful because she's, like, it's, like, you shouldn't be walking that. Like, you, you, I mean, it's also 1909. It's, like, you can't do much as a woman who, with child, you, (laughs) um, but, um, it isn't until, like, the baby is finally born that they're, like, okay, yeah.
0: Here you go, Lady.
1: And then Lady actually is a good protector of that baby. Like, she watches over it. They allow her to, like, uh, look like, uh, the- They have the crib by the bed so Lady can look over the baby. And, um-
0: And Lady's a very good dog to the baby. So they- There's already a trust established between- Between the parents, the child, and the- And the- and the pup. mm -hmm. So-
1: Um, so-
0: Now, by this point, uh, more than a year has passed, and Lady is definitely more than a year old.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Um- uh, so there's a point where Jim, Deere, and Darling have to leave for a few days. We're not sure why, just they have they to They have
0: to leave for an undisclosed reason, and it's never made clear, because it's not, it's not privy to ladies, therefore we don't know. Um, they just go, and Aunt Sarah is coming to take care of the baby and the house while they're gone.
1: Um, and, uh, Jim Deere and Arlie's like, why is Lady so upset? Because they think, she thinks she's abandoning her and the baby, because before this, they never left before on a vacation or anything like that. Right. So, they're like, no, it's okay, we promise, we're not, we're coming back, it's just for a few days, plus you get to help take care of the baby, and Lady's excited, but Aunt (laughs) Sarah is incompetent.
0: And clearly not a dog person. She clearly doesn't like dogs.
1: So, yeah, because she brings her two in- cats.
0: Now, before it is interesting to note that uh Aunt Sarah is one of the few human beings we see a lot in a lot of detail.
1: Yeah, actually come to think about. It, yeah, but she her I think the reason why is Jim Deere and Darling are look very plain. Uh Aunt Sarah has a very Descriptive face, and I she's think...
0: she's definitely more caricature than the others. The others are drawn fair more like so, somewhat realistically. The humans we've seen glimpses of, mm-hmm. uh, she's definitely a caricature. Yes. she's got like a like a thin neck and a long face and a pointed nose and very. She looks very stuffy.
1: Yes, and I think that's the intention. So that way, I think it's a way of, for us to dislike her or like if you get feeling like get an idea for her character, to realize she is incompetent. And her facial features represent that. But mm-hmm.
0: now uh, it has been argued that you know if, if you're gonna pick out villains in this movie, there's not really any. Although I forgot, we've got we've got to talk about the rat because there's some foreshadowing with the uh, rat yeah, earlier so in the film.
1: Way earlier in the film, this is way early in the film. There's a point... uh, like ladies
0: out in the backyard,
1: like like the the point where she was like getting the newspaper and all that. She actually sees a rat. Barks at it to get, have it go away and rat goes away.
0: It's a big, it's a big old mangy looking rat.
1: Too. Oh, yeah. It's, so. it's huge. Yeah. That thing is like New York size.
0: So whatever, but when no one thinks of great Disney villains, no one ever thinks of the rat.
1: From By the way, the rat actually had a name. Its name is Herman. Herman. Herman the the rat. rat.
0: Okay. So we'll, we'll, this won't be the last we see of Herman, of course, but the rat is established. Herman is established. So, um, Aunt Sarah shows up and she brings uh, Psy and Am, her Siamese cats. Okay. Now, I know what you're gonna say, Kayla, but again,
1: also, all of but, the by animals. The, by the way, these two were also voiced by Peggy, Peggy Lee as well.
0: And they are also one of, this is one of the other musical numbers in the film. Yes. There's not a ton, but they, when they come up, they are fun. This is, we are Siamese, if you please. please.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um... And,
0: and we get these two Siamese cats who are, uh, definitely caricatures because again they're animals and they're they have accents from their country of origin. Caricature of their country of origin. It's
1: really well. Here's my question: We are Siamese, if you please. What do you mean, if you please? Are you in Siamese or you But they're not? also
0: Siamese if you don't please. So they're just basically saying we are Siamese in a very roundabout way.
1: But basically, these two cats are complete and utter jerks.
0: They're spoiled. They're much. They're they're probably spoiled. The same way that, uh, well, not the same way. They're allowed to get away with nonsense, whereas Lady has some restrictions on her, but there's kind of a mutual, like, you know, dog owner loyalty thing. These cats, these cats behave like complete and total creeps, which is not uncommon for cats.
1: Hey! I'm
0: not a cat person. I... (laughs) I like cats on a case-by-case basis. I'm not a... I don't immediately see a cat and go, Ooh,
1: Kitty! kitty, kitty! I'm I, like, hey, I cat. Am, what's up? So, I am, so...
0: <laughs> I didn't grow up, okay, I didn't I did, grow up with a cat. I, I didn't did, have a cat.
1: I up. I had a dog and a cat. I grew up with this amazing um, golden tabby, who I, uh, got, he was amazing. I love that cat. Mm-hmm. That cat lived to be, like, 21 and was just... That's limited. an old cat. Oh, yeah. he He lived a very long and happy life, very affectionate, very, like, he became very overweight. Like that cat was probably, if I recall, the cat was like 20 pounds or 25 pounds, something ridiculous. And and it's funny, I mean. And this cat also had a very deep meow. Would walk a few steps, fall down, just like be like, eh, I can't do it. Lazy out, meows for you to pick him up.
0: Now have I did I mention that before? Like when we talked about Lucifer, how I famously am not a cat person.
1: I you might. I'm have. pretty
0: sure so you might want to recap that one and, look and be like I'm famously not a cat person.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but what? that said, uh, these cats are pretty terrible.
1: Oh no, no, these cats are awful. These are awful kitties.
0: They like, want to. They try to eat a bird. Now there's we've never seen this bird before. No. This bird in a cage is just there.
1: It's like oh we have a bird. There's now. been a
0: bird this whole time. Oh. And a,
1: and, a, and a goldfish. And
0: a goldfish, and they try to eat both, and like. Lady's trying to stop them, and of course they claw everything up and make a mess, and they go- they go- they're gonna go to the baby's room and take- try and see if they can get milk from the baby, and that's the last straw. Lady's not letting them get to the baby.
1: Oh yeah, cause so, she's overprotective of that baby, and then all of a sudden, uh, she barks at them, and then the cats, like, make a mess while she's trying to bark, and, uh, they pretend to be like they were bitten by Lady, I'm like, oh, come Aww.
0: And Aunt Sarah, of course, is a, ter- is, a is a terrible judge of character. Oh, uh, no, more
1: like, look at these cats. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. There's no bite mark. Like, th- so just because they act like, oh, no, we're suddenly in pain, she decides to put uh, get a muzzle for a lady. Okay, first off, that's not your dog. That is not your dog. If anybody watches Gracie and gets her a muzzle... I will be upset. That's like bounds for ending a friendship, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I'd be like, excuse me, but that's my dog. You do, if you're, do not.
0: Aunt Sarah immediately didn't like Lady right from the get-go. She's though. not. That's a- the thing. She's just like, oh, get out of here, you brute. You can't be near the baby.
1: Well, she's not a dog person. And just assumes, like, oh, cats, my cats are are just, like, meowing and crying. It's not like cats, like, meow for attention anyway or meow like that she's she's
0: definitely a crazy cat lady
1: yeah but it's like and there's currently uh, clearly like nothing on them no cuts no. they're fine
0: they're They're fine fine. so when 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 sorry
1: (laughs) but like yeah she goes to get a muzzle i'm like again i'm like i you i mean you remember me watching this i was yelling what 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 it's not mm." oh god and of course like that's as it's frustrating. As the pet owner's trying to put a mu- try to put the muzzle, put the muzzle on. Lady, she's freaking out as she should be. Cuz this has
0: never happened to her before. She's like, "No, no, I don't want this on my face." And again, I have to hand it to the animators. They really capture a dog just being like, "Absolutely not. No, no, panic, panic, panic."
1: I I we probably should make this clearer too. The way the animators animate dogs is spot on. It's
0: spot on. Like
1: this is like how the dogs move, how the dogs would react to things. Yeah, that a dog would totally do the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Like this
1: is it. Like like how she like moves her head and it's like no, no. To- dogs would totally do that. Like it's like I've seen Gracie do that before. Yep. Like when like I like when I like brushed her or I've had to wipe her face. She's like no, and I'm like but yes. <laughs> Isn't that right? This is, this is
0: more, like, pure terror. Oh, yeah. And she then, panics and bolts out of the shop and is immediately almost hit by several cars and carriages and a trolley.
1: Yeah. And, uh... She runs into Tramp again.
0: But not before she runs into a gang of dogs that oh, try to yeah. eat her face, you know? That's
1: right. Or well, I don't know
0: what those dogs are intending, but they're definitely after her. They're mangy dogs. And Tramp sees this, and he goes on the defensive. So Tramp... There's a fight. Tramp fights off the other dogs. Um, there's, mostly of it's done in shadow, but again, dog fighting, well animated. Now, that's when we get, uh, that's when they finally get a chance to sort of talk. And he's yeah. like, let me help you get this thing off your face.
1: So they go to the zoo, because, <laughs> yes. We're
0: okay. going to the zoo tomorrow, we can stay all day, we're going to the zoo, I, zoo, yeah, this how about you? With
1: yeah. this whole scene, I think it all, like, uh, from, this is basically the meat of the story is tramp and lady getting to know each other Mm -hmm. um there and then lady seeing how tramp what tramp's like the
0: cynical dog and tramps being like what did i tell you i knew this would happen baby comes along and boom your muzzle you know that kind Mm of thing
1: um but like at the zoo he finds a way to like sneak by by creating uh making by basically getting a constable to fight with a man by pretending to be this man's dog. Mm-hmm. And being like, why would you bring a dog into the zoo? I did not, they argue. Uh, they go into the zoo, and they are trying to see which animals are going to help, could help a lady.
0: Not the apes.
1: Not the apes. They're too, too closely related to humans.
0: Not the alligator.
1: Oh, by the way, that is uh, Raven's crop doing the alligator voice. Thurl is the alligator? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Who is... Yeah, Thoreau Ravenscroft is awesome.
0: (laughs) He is awesome. So instead, they opt to go to the worst beaver enclosure I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Because
0: there's trees that the beaver could easily knock down to break a fence, which allows them to get into the enclosure. Yeah. There's a huge, weird, giant hill that leads down to a dam that the beaver has built. How did they... How? I know it's 1909, and the zoo standards weren't that great, but they... They, you'd think they would have anticipated that the beaver could potentially damage the enclosure.
1: Um, so, by the way, uh, this beaver, people, he, this beaver style actually does become a huge influence, and is recycled for Winnie the Pooh, the mm-hmm. later on down line, for gopher. And he- specifically, the whistling pattern, which is the, say, yes, some, something there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You're better at doing that than I am. I don't think you could gonna...
1: Well, that's because I gotta.
0: You tend to whistle through your teeth more. Well,
1: so. yeah. Well, uh, so David and I have can whist- whistle very differently. You can actually whistle a tune. I can't, but I can do the um the my whistle is very high pitched and it's like a.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Oh, I,
1: I just alerted Gracie. Great,
0: Gracie says, "Hey, can I be back in this?" And I said no yes
1: of course she can she's our guest
0: uh, she didn't wink at us just now because she's a pig Aww. um, um but Gracie what did you think of this scene
1: Gracie she's her. wagging her tail which means it was good okay um Gracie or actually one of the cool things with Gracie and my whistle on, Gracie <gasps>
0: hi honey she just looked she just jumped up to meet Kayla so while Kayla's petting our guest I will explain that uh they uh tram starts giving a sales pitch to this beaver that, uh, they have a, a log hauler that they'll give the beaver, um, so he can, uh, help move this big log down to the dam, and he talks about using percentages, like, there's 70 77 per percent more water would be blocked if they could get this log into position, like, that's, uh, or something along those lines, and, uh, Tramp is doing a mean sales pitch about this, this log hauler that the lady is, dem- that lady is demonstrating, and, uh, he use they in order to remove it. They get the beaver to bite the through the leather and remove the or the yeah the remove the co- the muzzle from uh the Gl- lady.
1: A tramp actually does a really good. Stand. Glad you asked, friend. Glad you asked. He's he's
0: such a huckster here. It's I wonderful. Know. But I, there's a really cute bit that I actually really like where he's um he's talking about well well how much do I owe you for this and lady just chimes in and goes oh don't worry it's a free, free sample. sample and you can tell tramp is actually <laughs> impressed. Tramp's
1: face just be like wow that's when you realize.
0: That's the moment he, I think, he starts to like her. Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: starts to have feelings for her. Like, okay, this girl's cool. Yeah.
0: Now, do you think, based on what we learn about Tramp later, is he doing all this out of act, like genuinely out of the kindness of his heart, or is it because he thinks he can? I
1: think he was doing it genuine. Like, he is a kind. If I mean, he is well, it tra- was, okay.
0: Okay, it was demonstrated earlier. He is a kind person. He yeah. did help those two dogs out of the.
1: And I think it was the same with her. Just like oh poor person he actually does have a kind heart he does want to help um and I think that's what he was thinking it just was like during that time when he interacting with her he realizes oh she's kind of cool uh huh so then later on they are they're walking around and they go to go look for dinner and Tram's telling her like oh I don't have one family I have many families and how he goes to visit different families for like on on Mondays he visits the um he uh, visits
0: a, Swi- uh, like, what were they, a, a family from S- Switzerland or something yeah, like
1: that? They, they all have accents, and I'm like, wow, what is with this movie and really... This is a
0: diverse little little town here. Yeah. Midwest town here.
1: Yeah, they're like, it's like, wow, they got, they're really bringing in all the countries here as much as they can, which it's it, when you think about it this way, you almost don't want to fault them for it. The Siam, the Siamese, and the to- and Tonys is a bit of a stereo, does perpetuate a stereotype. But it's like with this, they're trying again. I know what they're doing? Animal
0: caricatures. I don't have as much of a problem with sometimes. Like the Siamese thing is is a, is a, is like a, but it doesn't bother me that much.
1: It it's it could be so much worse. It really could. It be. It
0: really could be. I mean, we saw it get the, probably the worst it got with Peter Pan.
1: Yeah. In terms
0: of caricature, but
1: but I mean racist
0: stereotype. Here's the
1: thing, I think we should, again, like I said, recognize now it's not okay. It like they it shouldn't... wouldn't fly.
0: It wouldn't fly. No, no, no today. It, it
1: shouldn't fly. Here's the thing. I accept it now because it was a different mm. time and for the most part it's not that bad, but it's still it's, but it is still a kink or a chink in something that shouldn't that just makes things worse. It's kind of like, uh, I remember using, there was a phrase it was like it's like a mosquito bite basically it doesn't seem that bad it's just mosquito bite but when you when it's this is one of so many eventually it just becomes so annoying
0: eventually you get malaria uh
1: and that's yeah exactly well if you think about it that way think of it like in racism and that sort in of, that sort of thing with i think within with the indians in um peter pan that was just a horrible step back but at the same time it's like that was a hard some,
0: some of that was J.M. Barry's fault.
1: Exactly. In fact, most of
0: it was J.M. Barry's fault.
1: And I think one of the things we need to learn from it now, as viewers, is recognizing recognizing that it's not okay. Right. And that for the future, we need to. This this was just one little like one little thing and, that perpetuates something.
0: And things have, to a degree, gotten better for the most part. Like a lot. In overtime. terms of like over time, it took a while, but here we are now. And but, I'm not saying everything's perfect, but like representation's getting more generally speaking, getting more
1: and there it should continue that way. It should. I and, that, and that's something we need. To, I, I as someone who is a podcaster, or as someone who is in film, uh, who works, who lives in LA, is surrounded by a diverse group of people and is friends with a diverse group of people, we do need to push representation better, better. Better representation, yeah,
0: and a more realistic representation too. Exactly. Like not, like not. I guess the argument could be had, like you know, representation. Not, like, I don't know. I want to just talk about this cute dog movie. All
1: right, okay. I know.
0: I, I don't get me wrong. I I agree with you. I completely agree with you. It's just like I I, I wanna I wanna talk about the cute dog movie. No, I know, I
1: know. I <laughs> I, I just want to bring that up, and just as this is how I feel, like we. It, like, when it comes to this, we can recognize it did happen. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like with Song of the South.
0: I mean, it's true of what we've seen through a lot of these films. We've talked to people about these and about, like, like how... Even though these films are regarded as classics, you've got to recognize when some of the aspects of them were products of their time and how we have come leaps and bounds from them and how we can continue to be better at doing representation in a way that's that's not... Stereotyping or character, or mischaracterizing or, or, uh, doing, doing unfortunate caricatures. I am personally of the belief that everybody, everybody should be equally caricatured. And one of the reasons <laughs> I don't, yeah. And I don't have that much of a problem with Lady and the Tramp because again, it's all animals for the most part. There are some humans and some of those humans are, you could assume stereotypes as well, but it's everybody gets kind of poked fun at a little bit in this. So
1: that's true. Okay.
0: So, I mean, I'm, I agree with you.
1: It's, it, again, it's something very small. This it's, is very small. This is
0: very small. And again, I don't think anyone, I've, I haven't heard of many people who have as many problems with Lady and the Tramp as like how often it gets brought up, like how, how Song of the South is or, and Song of the South is like pales in my opinion. Like it's not as bad as Peter Pan oh, when no. it comes to how it portrays a certain group of people. Now, that said, uh, Lady and the Tramp does have elements of that but it's poking fun at everybody
1: it doesn't well i mean they joke like and it's when it's poking fun it's gentle
0: it's not like
1: apes are so dumb because they're so close to humans or like humans are so dumb yeah
0: this is a dog thing
1: so um but yeah they go look for dinner and they end up at tony's okay
0: it took us almost and it took us an hour but we made it we made it to tony's
1: I love the scene. The
0: scene is I... the scene is ma- what makes the movie. This is what everybody remembers about Lady in the Tramp. So
1: this is, it's, we're, when we mean the scene, this is the scene. He takes her to Tony's. They have a spaghetti dinner. Bella Notte plays, which is a beautiful song. I love Bella Notte so much. Like this, Bella Notte is actually one of my favorite Disney songs. It's in my top ten.
0: It's a good choice.
1: I, but here's the thing, too. How It's kind of like how animators portray a dog well. This feels like a date. This, <laughs> I, like everything else in terms of like getting to, um after this, in terms of like Disney characters falling in love and all that and how they fall in love, I think this is perfect. Because this is how, this is exactly how like a good date goes. <laughs> it's,
0: Tramp, Tramp, you know, you could say a lot about Tramp. He knows how to set up a good date.
1: But but here's another thing, it's like, it gets awkward when uh, Tony's, like, s- saying, like, don't let this one go, and um, Lady didn't catch this, he's like, oh, uh, his English not good, uh, uh, and it's aw- he's kind of awkward, because he's, like, not trying to, um...
0: To let on that he's been with many other dogs.
1: No, 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 just, like, that he's, like, he likes her.
0: Oh, yeah. He
1: likes her.
0: But, he's, I, but I, I saw that as him, he's kind of trying to cover his tracks. He said, like, don't oh, let right. this one. And he went, this, this one.
1: Oh, this one?
0: This oh. one. Yeah, cause he's brought other dogs. He's done the same thing with other dogs. Oh, okay. That's the thing.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: So. So, there's again, foreshadowing for kind of tramp being a tramp.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, I didn't think of that. We don't
0: there. know how many other puppies exist out there. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, okay but back to the back to this that's how date goes like they're just like <coughs> it's just like the way they look into each other's eyes that they're enjoying their dinner they're having the oh yeah, the famous spaghetti he <laughs> David's like motioning and this <laughs> thing, I'm like, oh yes, the famous spaghetti kissing scene by the way, that is really hard to do yes, <laughs> don't it is. We didn't do do David and I didn't do. We that. had
0: separate things of pasta.
1: But um, uh, it is I, I've done it before with other people. <laughs> it is hard to do, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I um.
0: It's probably easier to do if you're a dog because you mostly kind of.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it first of all, it, it this is cute. This is lovely. The animation is gorgeous. The music is spot on yes and then afterwards even after the spaghetti scene they're walking through the park at night and there's like stars in the sky and it's just beautiful there are
0: silhouettes of other couples like having a date on benches and stuff yeah. like, but you only see them in silhouette they're in the periphery but you know they're there that everybody else is having a romantic night too like
1: this is how you this is how a date should go like all right not a date should go but like this is how romance blooms this is like this is believable. You can believe and see them falling in love as they're, like, getting to know each other, starting to interact with each other and spend time together. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I said, like, uh, oh, who's your favorite... Like, uh, there was that Disney uh, top 30 thing or, like, list of 30 questions. Like, uh, who's your favorite Disney character? Or, like, but who's your favorite Disney couple? I said th- these two because... Tramp and Lady. That's... They're... I mean, as dogs, it's like them falling in love fast makes sense to me. But also, how they fall in love, how they inter- it's all done by interaction. No one forced it. No one. There was no like love at first sight or anything. They just kind of got to know each other, mm-hmm. and that's it. Doesn't feel forced at all.
0: I agree. I I, I I'm with you there, and that that persists. Like I like how the scene ends with them on a on a hilltop watching the moon over this town. And uh, there's several of their buggies and cars parked around them, so they're clearly at the makeout spot. <laughs> and then the next morning comes, they're all gone, but they're still there, asleep, and Lady actually has one of her ears draped over Tramp. Mm-hmm. It's, they're both sleeping right next to each other. It's so cute. And
1: then Tramp sort of wakes up and cuddles in a little bit.
0: And then when a rooster crows, Lady realizes it's morning, and she's just like, I should probably get back. And he's like, Tramp tries to make a point about, like, look, I live in a world with no fences and no collars, and you can go wherever you want. And you know you can tell this is a little bit of a tempting offer for Lady, but then she's like, "But who will take care of the baby?"
1: And then and I gotta give him props for this. He says, "You will."
0: Tramp, uh, there's these little there's these little moments where they I think that there's there's a mutual respect that just pops up. Yeah. Like when Lady does that thing and Tramp is like, "Ah, that was cool." You know when when he said you know this is a free sample and she kind of rolls with his grift that he is doing, yeah. but then this moment when he he's disappointed. Because he wants Lady to come with him, but she, but he real, she, he, you know, he's like, okay, she's doing the right thing though.
1: Right, it's like this is what I she have to accept. This that. This is
0: what she wants.
1: So he's walking her home, but just before he's about to, he spots like chickens and decides, you want to go chase some chickens? And- if he's
0: gonna go back to this life, I want to get one more hurrah, like fun time in here with her.
1: Yeah, and then they're chasing chickens, uh, but then Lady gets caught by the pound.
0: Yep, and Tramp took off really fast and didn't notice that she got caught until it was too late. And he goes da- running around looking for her and can't find her.
1: And then ladies at the pen. This is so depressing. In the
0: arms um, of an angel. They shot dogs in
1: tears. <laughs> as, like, there were dogs, like, doing a... Like the, a the
0: mellow men are doing, under- like, a prison chorus.
1: With, like, dogs... Uh, howling and although I gotta admit right afterwards they're like they turn to another dog they're like how much longer just one more course and we're gonna free. <laughs> one of the dogs is digging his way out of the pound. It was
0: very good. This dachshund is working his way out of there. Wow. Um, lady gets brought in and, and deposited with the other dogs. She has her collar though so they're gonna contact her owners. Yeah. So. Uh... But
1: they're all but the, the a couple of them make fun of her and, and then there's Peg who, yay, it's, it's Peggy Lee.
0: Well, they talk, they they mentioned Tramp. I don't remember how the subject of Tramp gets brought up, but she, but... I
1: forgot, uh, too. The oh, lady... oh, oh, because well, they said, like, uh, uh, he was the only one that got away.
0: And also, you're, yeah, something like, okay, oh. yeah, because we we see the shadow of a dog being taken through the one-way door. That is dark. Yeah, it is pretty dark. I mean, again, they, they don't shy away from the implication that dogs are taken here to be destroyed.
1: Or eventually. to be killed. Yeah. They're, they're... They use the
0: term destroyed. Yeah, which I think is is actually kind of fitting in yeah. a way.
1: It's a le- it's 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 a, it's a
0: it's a term of the times.
1: Yeah. So so um they um yeah I know right Gracie so, see she she finds it she finds this whole she, she sorry I was just gonna say I think she finds this whole thing awful as well like
0: well she was a shelter dog I know but the shelter she was at was a really nice shelter they were no kill
1: it's shelter. Yeah, it was, yeah they were. We, yeah. picked, we picked her up from a no-kill shelter, so.
0: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Tramp gets brought up, because he was one of the few that never made it in there, and then- He's never
1: been caught. He's never been caught. They realize, oh, the lady's realizing, oh, this is the guy hanging hung out with. Yeah, and it's the
0: same, because they didn't- I, she never asked him his name. I mean, she only know she knows him probably we as Butch. still don't
1: know him as- know his name. He's just called Butchie by, um-
0: Butchie!
1: Uh, and they just call by Tony and Joe. Yeah, and then I guess they just call him. He's just the tramp. He's just the tramp. Uh, and not the, (laughs) not Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Uh, sorry. I I suddenly had this
0: image of of a dog wearing a wearing a bowler hat, uh, wearing a derby and a little little pencil (laughs) mustache. You know. Yeah, that's. I want to see that version of Lady and the Tramp.
1: (laughs) That'd be awesome. So uh, they talk about like how he's been with a bunch of women, and of course, women, no dogs, yes. Are, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's
0: semantics, semantics.
1: I know, I know. And then I'm Peg, being a dick. And then you get Peg going like, "What a dog," which means she's been with him at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: I, her number, her musical number. He's a tramp. I love it. It's okay, very good. I
1: actually practice uh, practice like trying to sing that. um... Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. It's it's a fun song to sing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, and you got the meloman backing her up, and he's a robot.
0: Um, I actually really like the the way that this scene is animated too, especially when when Peg is on screen because there's a spotlight coming down on her from above. Yeah, and I'm looking at this and I'm watching her move around and sing, and I'm like. Had I not known this was done in the forties, I would swear this is like Don Bluth animated this part. Yeah, this, this feels very Bluthian. Don, it
1: does. It's weird. How, it's weird how that.
0: Came I wonder. Out. I wonder if this this movie, the way that this was animated, is was one that was studied by animators because, like,
1: oh, at, or the scene, or just like this film, this
0: film in general. Oh
1: yeah, it totally was. It's definitely a classic that filmmakers or like animators have studied.
0: mm Hmm. Because there's just something about the way it's animated that I feel like reflects better what we would see down the line than even some of the the ones we'd seen we've seen before.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, you got to realize the, these films were like considered they were considered classics by like upcoming animators, and they would watch these films and study them. Right, this, right. This is just, like a, all these Disney films. That's why they're. A, you, know,
0: you could see a lot. Okay, you know what? The you know why I, I, it seems Don Bluthian to me. Because you know that this movie was going through his head when he was animating All Dogs Go to Heaven.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: If we ever get Don Bluth, we will talk about All Dogs Go to Heaven. I but...
1: know. I. I. We will definitely talk about Don Bluth. That's definitely... His, his list of films will definitely be one discussed on
0: usings. Yeah. We're not... I'm going to clarify right now. We're not always gonna talk about disney's canon on this show
1: no 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 no. but it's we, we're
0: gonna finish the disney canon before we move on to something else so so wait, it's gonna be disney for a long long time
1: so what i mean what we'll do of course is like we're gonna go into disney until like we and until it gets to its ending
0: yeah we get caught up
1: or we get caught up and then i uh, eventually we'll go on to another list of films we're not sure which one yet Uh, Like, we'll do Pixar, or we'll do... Or, like, uh, in terms of anime features, we might do Pixar, or we might do... We'll definitely do um, Miyazaki, or...
0: Studio Studio Ghibli. Studio
1: Ghibli, thank you. Yeah. And then Don Bloop will definitely be one of them. We'll also do some more, um... Maybe some, uh, not-so, uh... Maybe obscure ones, like, uh, Richard Williams, or, uh... Yeah, because
0: I would love to talk about The Thief and the Cobbler.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Um,
0: <laughs> that has such an interesting history to And,
1: and if, we, if we feel so bold, maybe some, like, studios where the animated features are...
0: Ralph Bakshi.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, this... It, it, we'll, as as long as we can, we'll... We're, the goal is to study animation and its influence on history, so...
0: Now, that said, this... I think that's why this movie, in particular, uh jumped out to me in terms of as looking at it as a piece of animation. Story and stuff aside, the animation itself is what fascinates me about this movie. It is
1: gorgeous. This
0: movie is it exquisite.
1: Is, it, it, it's definitely something. It, it disappoints me because a lot of uh, uh like critics panned it and said like the animation went downhill, and I'm like, what are you talking are you, about?
0: Are you... You are very confused, critics. Yeah. You are very confused. What are
1: you talking about? I don't know what they were thinking, but whatever. It's like, come on. This compared to Dumbo? Like, I know that, because I know Dumbo-
0: Dumbo had an had animation had strike and a budget to contend with.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's still like, you're going to, really, guys? <laughs> and the package films, really, guys? Okay, anyway.
0: Anyway, so uh Lady gets taken out of the pound very quickly. But she, that experience leaves a mark, because later she's- in a doghouse, clearly Aunt Sarah is exerting more influence than, you know, she tried to muzzle her, that didn't work, so now she's just got her chained up to a doghouse outside.
1: Again, excuse me?
0: Aunt Sarah is a terrible person.
1: Yes. Uh, by the way, we never see her cats again. No. never
0: once see her cats again.
1: Nope. They're Where those the, cats they're, went, they're,
0: what happened to them, we don't know. <laughs> Maybe they got eaten by a bird. They, Wouldn't that be ironic? They're
1: they're just there to serve as the catalyst to her getting a muzzle. Yeah. Which ridiculous. Uh anyway, um but uh like uh the weird Trusty and Jock are going to propose to her. Are I forgot about this Yeah,
0: so this is this comes out of this feels like it comes out of left field entirely. Like I don't get the impression that they're like attracted to ladies. No, it seems like they're doing this as a service to her because they want to like
1: give her a better home. Because after... clearly she's
0: being treated miserably.
1: Yeah, which it's only temporary once Aunt leaves, but I don't think she recognizes that. They don't know that, but it's like they're going to offer themselves to <laughs> her as potential husbands. So they
0: will you will you have my puppies? It's
1: so weird. Uh, it's but then strange. Tramp shows up to and brings a bone as a dog as as a dog coffering As an offering of peace. <laughs> As a, but, a peace
0: dog furring.
1: But like uh the uh she's upset and Jock and Trusty are like upset at him too, but like uh Lady is like mad at him for leaving her, but not also that it's, like turns out she's also mad. It's like apparently you had a bu- affair with a bunch of women And
0: you're not faithful. Like, you just, you you do things with these people, but you break their hearts and then you move on. Yeah. So, I was only a matter of time before you did that to me.
1: But then I think it's also with dogs, too. Or not dogs, sorry. It's with Holmes, too. He can't settle. That's the idea.
0: Yeah, and that's not what Lady, Lady doesn't trust him anymore. Especially after the traumatic experience she went through being taken to the pound and watching another dog get lead to its death. So, uh...
1: Oh, yeah, it's awful. mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Then tramp leads. It starts to rain. Lady sees the rat, but because she can't, Herman, Herman comes her-man. back. Herman, as big as he, Herman. God. So she tries to chase it away, but she can't because she's chained to the doghouse.
0: And the rat is like
1: <sighs> stuck.
0: And it tried, and of course, uh, Aunt Sarah, Aunt Sarah, not understanding dogs at all and hating dogs in general, hears her barking, just goes, "Quiet, you!" and shuts the window. But the but she didn't shut the window in the baby's room, so the rat gets in to the baby's room. And I guess the implication is, oh crap, the rat's gonna like bite the baby. The baby's gonna get disease.
1: Could kill the baby. It could kill the
0: baby because it's a vicious, vicious Herman.
1: This is a huge rat, by the way. Yeah, it looks diseased too. Yeah. So, uh...
0: It's got glowing yellow eyes. It, this rat might be a demon. This rat might be d- demonically possessed. Uh,
1: this might be Satan, guys. Satan is co- has come to... <laughs> has to destroy
0: to, this baby.
1: To to turn into the Antichrist. This, is,
0: this, is, this is the omen. God. The uh, la- lady is trying to prevent the omen nope. from happening. Exactly.
1: So, um... Uh, her Tramp, Tramp hears her barking. He's like, "What's going on?" There's a there's a rat in the uh, going into the baby's room, and he goes to stop the rat, and he actually does. He Lady, goes through the doggy door. Yeah, lady's able to pull away from the chain, uh, and comes up to stop to see what's going on and help.
0: The the fight with the rat and that Tramp is intense. really good, and it, it's actually really intense. The, you can tell that the reason like Tramp is trying to just scare, you know, bite and claw the rat off, but he doesn't. You can tell he doesn't want to get like, bit or scratched by the rat.
1: I think that's the idea, is this rat's like, I got rabies.
0: Yeah, that there's a very high risk that, that that'll be a death knell for uh, for Tramp if he gets bit.
1: Yeah, so rat eventually gets destroyed by uh, Tramp, but I mean, he hurts his paw as it happens. Yeah, it's, but- it's
0: great because the, the rat is killed off screen because he chases the rat behind, like, a chair, and you hear the rat, like, squeak. And uh, he comes out limping, but you don't see the rat anymore and a bunch of stuff. Oh, the baby's crib gets knocked over, so the baby starts yeah. crying.
1: And that's Aunt Sarah comes in and just assumes this dog basically knocked over this.
0: And was trying to attack the baby.
1: Didn't, but, uh, and then Lady's lockdown is locked into a room, into the basement. She He's locked in a closet. She calls the pound to take Tramp away and says that dog needs to be destroyed. And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you?
0: Well, I mean... You gotta, I mean, again, well, then again, the situation looks really bad. And true. Lady is trying to get her attention and be like, no, there's the bu- there's a, a dead rat back here that Tramp killed. And, and, of course, Aunt Sarah not only doesn't speak dog, but is racist against dogs. So, she doesn't yeah. care. Uh, luckily, for Tramp and for everybody involved... Uh, Jim
1: Deer and Darling, actually, do... Yeah, Jim Deere and Darling show up and they're like, what's the pound do- doing there? He says, oh, there was a dog attacking a baby, and then... <gasps>
0: attack my baby! Oh, no!
1: Goes over, and they're like, why Why is, basically, why have you put Lady in the basin? And they're like, no, keep her away from the baby! It's like...
0: She attacked the baby, too, clearly.
1: And it's like, and they're like, no, she's trying to tell us something.
0: Yeah, the, she, they're, they're both like, like they're Aunt both- Sarah, you're an idiot!
1: Exactly! Like, you
0: don't know Lady like we do. Lady would never hurt the baby.
1: First of all, we let her near the baby whenever we want. Back off!
0: So the, so she... Ladies, able to get them to look behind and see the dead rat,
1: and then Jock and Trusty, real listening in, realize, oh my god, we should have known it's not Tramp at all. Yeah.
0: I want to, I want to interject here real quick. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a book on tape version of this that they played on Radio Disney back in the day, where uh, for some reason Jim Deer gives the like sort of revelation here because obviously we we can't hear it, and you and he has to explain it to everybody listening because it's for kids. Yeah. So you hear this is the part that seemed awkward to me. And see if you can understand why. I remember it very clearly because it made me laugh. That means Tramp is innocent. But now he's being taken to the pound to be destroyed. And this is Jim Deere saying all this. I'm like, wait, you don't know who Tramp is.
1: How do you know the name? <laughs> what? 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 Let me explain it. Oh, and they didn't,
0: ex- they obviously in this version, they censored the he's, uh, he slept around with a bunch of other dogs <laughs> angle. The reason Lady was mad is they just keep it to the, you ran out on me.
1: I think that honestly would have been enough,
0: right? But I kind of like the, the idea. I think it's important that we keep the sort of the angle that he he's not a dog to settle down, and he yeah. Doesn't... And
1: I get that that's the idea. Right. Uh, but um, they, but uh, yeah, the um, Jock and Trusty try to go after him. Trusty is like trying to sniff, Indian Jock's like, "You lost your sense of smell," and Trusty looks at him, gives like the most dirtiest look, like. Uh, says you. And he
0: just goes, I love the moment, cause it's a moment where he stops, and you can tell that his feelings have been really, like, almost hurt, and he just goes, Pfft, and he keeps sniffing. Mm-hmm. I love that bit. That trusty doesn't choose to, like, get mad at shock. He just goes, like, well, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and he starts sniffing. And he does, he, he does. Just, He's, even in a rainy street, the rain has stopped at this point. He sniffs out the carriage, the the, 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 the dog catcher's carriage.
1: And, uh. The buggy. Yeah, and they're able to stop it, and, uh. They have to
0: scare the horses, which causes the buggy to tip over and crash.
1: Uh, and then apparently, uh, Jim Deere and Darling and Lady are driving over to stop the dog carriage. Pound. Well, it makes
0: sense, cause they're able to, like, Jim Deere unfortunately pointed out, out loud to everybody, off screen, he realized that this dog, this random dog was with Lady trying to protect the baby from the rat. Yeah. The fact that, that the dog, they saw so the dog we, being what, taken what, away. What
1: we, what we missed is them saying to Sarah, first of all, Sarah, you are never watching our child again, you dumb butt. Yeah,
0: you almost let our dog, you, you almost not only let our, our, our child, but our dog get get bit by a rat. Like, honestly. Yeah,
1: y- you you suck.
0: You're the worst Aunt Sarah. Uh, but and they, you, yeah, and they And they... you
1: brought two cats that destroyed our home. You're yeah, property
0: damage, seriously. You're
1: the worst Aunt Sarah.
0: So, but yeah, they, 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 <laughs> I love that they drive over, and the Lady's got her head hanging out the window. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they get there, and, and, and Tramp's okay, Jock's okay, Trusty's this, not so okay. This
1: is a weird scene with a weird transition. So there's a point, <laughs> Trusty's under the wheel, Jock is sniffing him, and then he does this long howl, like, oh my gosh, did he die? And Trusty then, does
0: look pretty dead.
1: And then transition to, it's Christmas! I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa! Wait, whoa. wait.
0: Kayla, it's not like Disney's done awkward transition for right. <laughs> <NRS>
1: Um
0: so I'm like, okay, this isn't as jarring as Bambi.
1: No, no, but you you realize by the way, it's Christmas. Um by the way, Trusty's fine.
0: Trusty's I, fine.
1: I, I I just so yeah, everybody
0: knows Trusty's fine. You've seen the movie. You,
1: I'm, I'm assuming if you're, you're
0: listening if to this, you've, you've seen the movie.
1: But you see the, basically trusty with Trusty and Jock will walk in and Trusty has a hurt leg. He's fine. Yeah. Uh. But anyway, um, t- it's Christmas now. Time has passed. Uh. Lady and Tramp are together, and they've had puppies.
0: Yeah. They they had a whole litter of puppies.
1: Three three girls and a dub- and a boy, and it's they're all celebrating Christmas together, and it's very sweet and cute. And- there's a
0: there's a nice finisher for the joke about oh uh the joke about um Trusty. Uh,
1: ah. I reckon I haven't told you about old Reliable, and all the puppies goes. no you haven't, Uncle Trusty, and you realize, oh yeah, they've just been born, of course they've never heard
0: about it. Yeah, but all three it's the three girls that all yeah. say that in unison, and all three of the girls look like Lady, and the one boy looks like Tramp.
1: And the Tramp is kind of a, well, he, he, in the sequel, he gets to be called Scamp, which we will uh, not reveal we, we we're we don't. We're right? not
0: doing the direct-to-video sequels. That
1: is a direct-to-video, we are not touching Ever.
0: This. <laughs>
1: there, there's gonna be a point where like in the anime things hit like where it's like yeah we've done a lot of the anime things it's like what's next well i mean we uh we can do the direct-to-video sequels we're canceled we're done this is uh, i'm done this podcast is done it's canceled now sorry kayla we're crazy done.
0: crazy just grunted in agreement <laughs> yeah um but with that the movie just kind of ends
1: but no but it like pauses out and not again we get a lovely like christmas card background or like or like a of the city yeah
0: you know? the snow covered town it does look like a like a christmas card
1: i it is gorgeous and i'm like uh oh man that's a great i want that
0: we jump through like three so this this film really takes place over the course of like 2 years when you think about it kind of
1: yeah actually cuz it you know it starts
0: in christmas It goes through... It does go through another...
1: I I think it's one year. One full year.
0: Are you sure? No, because... Because... Okay. They get Lady as a puppy in December. Six Um, months pass. Six months pass. Then they talk about, you know... Oh, yeah. That's when... Then 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 nine nine more months pass. We get to April.
1: So two months... Everything
0: happens over there, and then the movie ends the following Christmas.
1: It's two years, yeah.
0: So... Okay. So Lady is two years old. Yeah. By the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't know how old Tramp is doesn't matter
1: doesn't matter but yeah it's we go over the course of two years
0: mangy mangy dog got adopted um and they're living together and clearly he's uh, he's willing to be that there's some character development that happened off screen i guess that's my one thing is i'm like what made tramp decide he wanted to just stay and i I guess maybe maybe ladies sort of protector nature rubbed off on him because he he did risk it to kind of go and save that baby
1: you did, yeah. He
0: did. He put a lot on the line. He Herman could have bit him, and he could have gotten rabies. But I don't know. It's interesting because, like, I would have loved to see, like, maybe Tramp be a little bit conflicted about if he go just leaves again. But I
1: think the thing is, you got to realize it's Lady's story,
0: right? We,
1: and that's the idea. We've it cut is,
0: away to Tramp a couple times, but yeah, it is Lady's story.
1: Yeah, this is focused on Lady's conflict with her feeling neglect um, over yeah uh, uh, someone else coming into her life. Mm -hmm. and how that affects her right
0: with a sort of weirdly enough a sort of side plot about tramp who comes into her life and also affects it in a different way yeah yeah i could, you know i can kind of see why some critics might not have been crazy about the story
1: yeah the story is as a story it's cute but it's not power it's not exactly a powerful story but But I,
0: i i really genuinely enjoy this movie just because like i think the story is a simple story that's told beautifully
1: yeah, you know, like what? in terms
0: of the 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 visuals, the the choices made, the animation, the just everything, it's a solid movie with a story that's okay.
1: In terms of well, in terms of like rewatchability, I you know it's not exactly a film like yeah you feel like rewatching Lady and the Tramp, but I do love and I and I've told you this and I still feel this way. I will rewatch that scene of Bel- the Bellinote scene. Right. It is beautiful. It is well told. It is well animated. Mm-hmm. It's just lovely. And it makes me crave spaghetti.
0: Spaghetti. Yep. Gotta love that spaghetti.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I am so glad. I hate spaghetti for this i am glad
0: thank you for making this spaghetti you're welcome it was done. really good it was a great way to watch this film wow we've been here for an hour and 35 minutes um i mean i know we've been on other films longer but i wasn't i wasn't expecting to get kind of go this long with lady and the tramp weirdly enough i
1: mean it's i mean the film is only an hour and 16 minutes just letting you guys know so it's not a long film yeah it's uh it's a cute film um i would reckon you know what i how i would recommend it show it to your kids your kids will like it. It's beautiful. Or you, you it, it's a, it's definitely a film. Like if you're like, oh, your kids want to watch something new, and you want to watch something that doesn't feel like it's going to be a drain on your head, <laughs> or like but oh, you're not okay. going to
0: watch something that just feels like it's brainless. Like, oh, kids will like this because kids don't know how to think.
1: Yeah, the kids, your kids will love it because there's puppies. And
0: I loved it because there's puppies.
1: Exactly, and you'll love it because oh, there's puppies. puppies. But it is an actual beautiful oh, film. Oh, puppy!
0: Oh, we got a
1: puppy here. And Gracie. I, and Gracie, Gracie seemed to have liked it. Did you like it, honey? I'll take that as a yes.
0: Okay. Um. So, uh, thank you for not just the spaghetti, but also for joining me for this. And thank you all for joining us for this uh episode. If you like what we're doing here and enjoy hearing us ramble for an inordinately, inordinately long amount of time about a Disney movie that you've probably seen and know back and backwards and forwards. Uh, you can join us on the Benview Network, benviewnetwork.com slash Musings. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, hey, maybe do that if you want to hear more of it. And uh, we, we would really appreciate if you could, you know, give us a little rating and review on Apple Podcasts, like just whatever you think, because honestly, that does help. Uh, we do this podcast just for fun, but we'd like to know that people are listening and want to maybe come and share that, that's, that time with us. And there are places you can contact us if you want to ask us questions about the films we're going to do in the future. Uh, in fact, our, what is next on the docket?
1: We actually are going to discuss Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Uh, I know.
0: Oh, I'm so excited about that one. I love Sleeping Beauty. I love it.
1: Oh, uh, that's going to, actually, I, I have mixed feelings about it. So, and I actually do have a history with it, like okay. much deeper than some of the other ones. So that'll be a fun one to get into.
0: That will be a fun one to get into. Okay, well, this will be this will be this will be fun. All right, so uh, join us uh, in uh, join us at the end of September when we talk about uh, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, but until then, uh, thank you for thank you again for your time uh, for spending some time with us and letting me and Kayla do this silly thing where every once in a while we get together watch a movie. Eat spaghetti and uh, talk about dogs for an inordinately long amount of time, as I said already. I am rambling. Oh gosh, someone He's shoot a tramp. me.
1: He's a good one. Yes, he
0: will have got it pretty Ow. Ow. Take it away, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> to all who come to this
1: happy podcast welcome nothing new is something new that great poets imitate and improve where our small ones steal and spoil
0: hi i'm andrew and i'm justin and if it wasn't readily apparent at that we're huge nerds about remakes that's why we're doing the nothing new podcast
1: once a month we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard was to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic From Beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to
0: explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua.